This is the Marty Sheargold Show. Joining us now as he does every day, and it'll be the last time for the year as yeah. we are all about to go on radio yeah. break, it's Mick Malone. Been a pleasure joining you for the last few weeks. It's been fun, and uh, good luck to you all over the summer. That's all I can say. (laughs) What have you done? (laughs) Now, mate. It's like, it's oh. like, I remember, I'm staring now, aren't I? You I'm are. Staring at you you are. You're making it awkward, me. He's yes. staring well, at my, my head. But, before we get to your noggin. <laughs> but I remember what we used to do back in the day, did a show called Martin Malloy, yeah. and we yeah. used to get guests on from overseas. Yeah. And they would come into our studio and they, we, we would ask them at the end, we'd interview them. Then we go, oh, so what else, uh, who else are you doing? And they would go, oh, we're, we're doing Bert Newton's show. Oh. And we would go, right, <laughs> we're just going to tell you something straight away. This guy has the biggest head you've ever seen <laughs> in the world. Now, here, yep. here's what's going to happen. You're going to find yourself staring at that head, and then you're going to be aware you're staring at it, and you're going to try not to stare at it, but it's going to be obvious because you're now no longer making eye contact because yeah. you don't want to be caught staring at his head. But trust me, you're going to stare at his head. And then we'd wait for them to come on, and then we'd watch it, and then we'd sit there and watch Alanis Morissette standing there, staring blankly at Bert Newton's head, trying not to look. I feel a bit like that this morning on your program. Uh, What have you done, Nick? Why? What? My head is a similar size to Bert Newton's, who they used to call old Moonface. We did Movember as a team here in the studio, and I, like an idiot, at one point during the month said to encourage uh, donations, I said, if we raise $5,000, I'll shave my head. Anyway, it turns out we yeah. exceeded that mark. Yeah. Uh, we went well past five thousand dollars. So uh, yeah, the I, cut out, I cut out a check for four and a half thousand <laughs> just to see. Okay. Thank, you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Thank God I'm and married. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, question without notice. Do you think that'll ever grow back? I think that could be <laughs> a. Yeah, no. Is that his last hair? Oh, oh, you reckon got, that's it? <laughs> you know what I've realised after I've shaved it is I've got the Jason Dunstall tuft at the front. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, nothing, and then it starts again back there. It's like yeah. a peninsula of hairs. <laughs> <laughs> I could grow a little unicorn ponytail out the, oh my God, out the front. Oh. <laughs> well, that's what annoys me about most young men today. The minute they see themselves going bald, they shave the whole thing off. They wave the white flag. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. What was wrong with male pattern baldness? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That, that's a man. So I've never had shaved hair, but I did go the comb over once. Do you remember that? Mickey, I remember it vividly. It was a pretty wild do you had going on there in honour of Kevin Bartlett, I believe. It was, I said, if Richmond win the premiership, I will go the full Kevin Bartlett. (laughs) And so went down, uh, of course we won, and then uh, had to go down to Dr. Follicles uh, (laughs) down there on Swan Street. Yes. And I shaved my head and combed it over. And interesting note, I first met and went out with my current girlfriend, who's now been with me for over three years. Yes, is that a record? When I had the comb over. (laughs) (laughs) Does she she ever yearn for it, Mickey? Does she ever ask for you to bring back the comb over? 
I think it was the comb over she fell in love with. Um, And it was a big moment when I whipped that beanie off, let me tell you. (laughs) 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 Foreman orderly Q, ladies. Miggy, I remember you telling me this stuck with me for some reason. When you had that haircut, so you've got normal, your normal hair on the side, fully shaved in the middle, and you were doing radio and you would have regular guests on your radio show during the week. Yeah. And you said, I came in on the Friday and you said every guest that came into the show, of course, mentioned the hair, except one yeah. guest who went through, didn't even mention it once and went through the whole interview like just nothing. Ross Noble. Ross Noble. Ross Noble. <laughs> didn't even bat did. an eyelid. Wow. It didn't even occur to him uh, <laughs> until I told him I'd done the exact same thing in the downstairs department. <laughs> <laughs> Right, guys, a bit of a comb over downstairs, a little, little something secret for the ladies. <laughs> little landing strip for the ladies right there. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, Mickey, it's time to do this. What the f***? All right. Um, All right. Who's uh, starting it? I can kick us off today. So I've got a question for the room. Does anyone in here know what the Lloyds Bank Coprolite is? Oh, I no. know. I have no, no idea. idea. No, no. No. It is the world's... No. The world's largest fossilised human poo ever found. And it measures oh. at 20 centimetres long and 5 what? centimetres wide. Jeez. Oh, the Lloyds, yes. 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 <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. So in 1991, Andrew Jones, oh, this is a very current story, by yeah, the way, yeah, yeah. a York Archaeological Trust employee made international news in his appraisal of the item for insurance purposes. He said, wow. this is the most exciting piece of excrement I've ever seen. Wow, in its wow. own way, it's as irreplaceable as the crown jewels. Right. Very different. It's glowing. Very different. And where is that poo right now? It's currently in York, I think. Okay. Yeah. It's on display. Oh, no, sorry. It's at the, at the Jovrik Viking Centre. I hope it's like the Olympic torch. Yeah. We're marching through the streets <laughs> yeah. with it. Yeah. No, but every time they transport it, they have to find a really big green bag. I have a feeling Andre the Giant may have snapped off a bit. <laughs> they, they still they still talk about one he dropped in a, on a long haul flight from England to Australia that pretty much you wouldn't have got on his hand luggage is my understanding. <laughs> Andre, you're gonna have to check that too. <laughs> yeah. oh, is right. I tell All you right. one what thing, a... Mickey, it'd make people step back from the luggage carousel at the other end. Oh, would it ever? What else? Uh, I've got one right here, Mickey. A van carrying 10,000 Krispy Kreme donuts has been stolen in Sydney's northwest. No. What the f***? Yeah. Yeah, Witnesses. I think, they're pretty, I think they're pretty keen to talk to Matt Preston. <laughs> uh, they're currently looking for a driver, uh, the driver who they believe has type 7 diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, can I tell you? Can I tell you something about that driver? He, I'd be pretty confident they could catch him if he did a runner. <laughs> Actually, Mickey, I think we've got some audio of the police chase here. (laughs) There would be 30,000 police officers in pursuit. Make no mistake about that. Uh, 
They think the driver is Caucasian, but that's only because he's covered in all that frosting. <laughs> <laughs> Original glaze. <laughs> hey, uh, can, I, can I do one? Of yes. yes. Can I do, and uh, this is one without notice, but uh, a new poll. Half of women in a relationship have a plan B. What the wow. fuck? Yes. Really? A new poll from British company claims over half of all women surveyed have a plan B or someone they're keeping on the back burner in case their current relationship hits the skids. It's Whoa. usually someone they know. Oh. It's usually mm. someone they feel quite confident that's going to happen. Jeez. Lauren, I'll Lauren? throw you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> who's, your, who's, your, you have the who's your plan who's B? Your who's everyone, your, everyone needs who's, a fallback plan. Do you have a B, C, D, E and F? Yes, I've got a whole alphabet <laughs> waiting for me. <laughs> Can I buy a vow? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. My wife doesn't have a plan B. She's a teledex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, now I'm hoping I'm someone's plan B. Do you reckon I would be someone's totally. plan B? Of course. Yeah. Oh, that's I, nice. Yeah. Good, isn't it? Uh, I'd like to find her because I'm thinking of bailing. <laughs> if Mickey's your plan no. B, call now, one triple three five three. You know why I'm so I'm happy in my relationship. Mm. Uh, so I gave my girl a a, a present. Uh, today, it's an it's a Negroni candle. Oh, oh. it's a Negroni candle. It's yeah. like a candle that smells like Negroni. It's, yeah. it's like when <laughs> Paltrow's candle only sexier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. However, what I really hope she doesn't find out is that I've uh, I, that was given to be my uh, newsreader Natasha Belling, and I've regifted it. <gasps> Oh, so, well, she might. She might be listening. This, this show, this show doesn't go out in Melbourne, does it? <laughs> oh, I think your phone's ringing, Mickey. You better take that. Uh, I gotta go. Hey, Mick, thanks for joining us over the last couple of months, mate. Pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And, Good on you guys. Uh, Thank you. We really do appreciate it. All the best, mate. And keep your hair yes. how it is. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Merry. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Mick. Good on you, Mick. The Marty Sheargold Show on Triple M.